Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Okay, podcast starts now. Hello to everyone out there. And first of all, let me say thank you. Thank you for... I just want to echo that sense of it by also saying, yeah, thank you for me. (laughs) Thank you for listening. (laughs) Thank you for your constant unbending support. Thank you for implicitly agreeing with everything Mm. we've ever said. Thank you to that one reviewer two months ago whose (laughs) review title was George Holds the Audience Hostage. (laughs) Thank you to the other reviewer that said, um, I like this podcast, except, um, like they, um, like say like too much. Yeah. I, I believe they said, uh, it's a great podcast for people who like listening to conversations where everyone says like too much. Well, babe, <laughs> let well, me tell babe, you something. A lot of people like that. A lot of people like that. Based on our numbers. And I just want to say thank you to you. Yeah. Thank because- you to you. Sorry. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm, I'm so jealous of your conversations where no one uses um or like and everyone speaks in complete sentences and says nothing interesting. I hope your life sucks. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess I just want to start really positively and say mm-hmm. thank you to all those people. And um, yeah, if you don't know, you're listening to Stradio Lab, um, the only podcast where two gay guys talk about. Oh, my um, God. Straight Sam, culture, stop saying um, I hate this and I want to <laughs> literally cyber bully you because you can't uh, you can't state a sentence without saying um i actually am so surprised um i'm disappointed in us that we let the negative reviews get to us well we okay just to be clear <laughs> not only do we not let them get to us 
I, I, I've already forgotten them. And I only brought them up because for comedic purposes, because I thought it might be funny in the context of saying thank you to bring up the people that have tried to tear us down repeatedly. <laughs> yeah. Well, the small minority, might I add. Might I add. And, and a weak my, minority at that. Yes, they, small, weak. They, for all we know, those two reviewers are already dead of natural causes because they're so weak. the The environment of Earth was too harsh for them. Yeah, yeah, they're so they're so triggered by us saying um and like that they actually drop dead upon listening to the latest app. Yeah, I mean, spring sprung, the pollen got to them, and they literally died. <laughs> they died. They died of allergies. <laughs> they died. They died of allergies, and it, and there will be more. <laughs> Two and, of the many allergy-related deaths in our country, and we don't talk about that enough. Any tongue that rises against us will die by allergies. <laughs> of allergies, <laughs> and that is a promise. Yeah, the bees are on our side, and they're yes. pollinating those flowers, Hanny. <laughs> We have the bees, we have the flowers. So just try to speak and put a, po- a negative review of us on iTunes. I dare you. And I would like to take away that dare and say, you know what? Keep it to yourself. It's actually okay. <laughs> no, that's true. You're right. Um, um, George, you were saying I so you had, had a crazy night. I had a wild night last night. <laughs> Please tell me I'm what talking, happened. So I went to my friend Jackson's birthday party. Now, there were a lot of people kind of in their 20s at this party. People who I think... And I I say this with only respect, but I feel like the going out process is something that is a joyous part of their life. Like, I think they have their outfits that they like wearing. It's like, it's, you know, um, they they find joy in it, whatever. And whereas I am now so out of practice that it's like stressful to decide what I'm going to wear. I've forgotten how to naturally dance. Oh, no. (laughs) Do you know know what I mean? I do know what you mean. It's just, it isn't. I, I feel like I've just like put off going back into that kind of lifestyle enough that now it's been almost three years and I've just like forgotten how to exist in that kind of environment. And I was trying to like make a joke of it for no reason. Like no one cares that I feel awkward initially on it, you know, like and 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 so, you know, people, Jackson was like, thanks for coming out. And I was like, well, anything to get out of the house, like as a joke. And then at some point, when I said things like that enough times, at some point he was like, you're talking like you're 70 years old. (laughs) And then I was like, wait, I need to just stop. Like, I think just, and I do this on the podcast too. I'm like, this bit that I'm like somehow old and prude and like don't have fun. I'm like, now suddenly people feel empowered to to speak to me as though that is objectively true. And I'm like, I'm fun. George, you're fun. Okay? I am fun. And don't let anyone tell you otherwise. I I mean, it's a rut. It's a rut that um, when you start to feel maybe that you don't believe it, mm-hmm. I do think you can get stuck in, in yeah. talking about yourself that way. Uh, yes. Exa- well, and it's it's so unnecessary because no one else is looking at you and being like, wow, <laughs> he looks uncomfortable. <laughs> and ultimately, I had actually a great time. I had three vodka sodas. <laughs> I danced to multiple top 40 tracks. Perfect. And I got home at 3 a.m. I love that. Thank you. I mean, I think that's great. I think it's good that you're pushing yourself, that you're not accepting that you're 70 years old mm-hmm. um, and and married with children. You're yes, still... Yes, well, I, my, the kids were at home without a sitter. I said, <laughs> you can take care of yourselves. They're actually yeah, all one-year-old on triplets. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't found them this morning. <laughs> but I hear them. They're, yeah. they're around. Wait, I actually did want to bring up one thing, which is I I noticed, you know how we talk about how we are not sure what the new fashion is? Mm -hmm. 
last night I noticed so clearly what the new fashion is. What is it? It is gay men dressed like limited to uh, teens. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it's queer as folk culture come back around. And I was like, oh, it it, I, it actually felt good to be like, oh, I get it. Like, I now have the playbook if I want to be one of the limited two girls. I know what to do because it is it's tight shirt, tight woman's tank. Yeah. With and a then, butterfly on the front. Yes. And then a, a kind of, you know, wide legged jean. Sure. It's in many ways, gay men dress like Bratz dolls. <laughs> I mean, and a chunky shoe. And Damn. a chunky shoe. I kind of thought chunky shoes were over, but they're not. No, they're not. They're still there. But I think the issue, though, is like, it's not that I don't know that that is the thing. It's that I feel like that thing is already too solidified and I have trouble jumping into it now. Yeah. Like, I need to be on the, like, breaking wave of the next thing. Or, like, I, or I'll feel like I'm too late or something. Right. No, I, yeah. Well, there's also something about... I mean, unfortunately, I was saying this last night. It's like some people look like that's naturally how they woke up. And if I were to dress like a limited two girl, it would look like I Googled limited two girl. (laughs) (laughs) I tried to for the for that like gay party that Josh Sharp threw the Mm -hmm. whores meet disco. Of course. Of course. I tried to. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to be a limited two girl for this. And like I raided. Shout out to Angelo. I raided Angelo's closet to try to like dress up stupid. And he like had all these little tops, all these little fuzzy tops with little pink sequins and stuff. And I looked so stupid in each and every one of them. It really was like, it was just like this trend is, <laughs> it's not tenable for me. I, I have yeah. to skip this one and wait for the next one. And that's well, okay. Well, the real... The real gag is, what if at some point it's just skips, skips, skips across the board oh, and no. there's no waiting for the next one? Because I'm like, well. I'm not going to wake up one day and be 65 years old and be like, finally, a trend I can get behind. And then suddenly I'm dressed like a bisexual alien. <laughs> I mean, when that trend comes, I'll, I'll be thrilled. But I it's think... called Science Core and you dress like the aliens from Science. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, but I, I also feel between worlds because I also don't feel like I'm like, you know, the type that's like, what's the word? Like going out as an adult where you're like, oh, I have this like really tasteful kind of like vintage suit pants and like this shirt that's really nice. And it's like, I don't have that either. And it's like, I'm just, I'm just a guy in jeans and a t-shirt and it's actually driving me crazy. The vintage suit pant and what that represents <laughs> cannot be overstated. <laughs> it actually, because once I see it, I'm like, okay, I just have to do that. But it's like, yeah. well, that actually takes a lot of time and you have to like sift through <laughs> yeah. so much yeah. garbage. There was, one time, there was one time when I had something to do in the evening and I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to buy a vintage suit pant. And I went to like one store and I was like, okay. All right, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? And I just had to like stop myself and be like, you stupid bitch. You're not going to find a vintage suit pant at the first store. This no. is a lifelong process. This is, it, it, this is like what people spend like the years 30 to 35 doing. Yes. <laughs> it's like every single weekend going to a thrift store and looking for one pair of vintage mm. suit pants. Oh, my God. Okay, we need to bring in our guest. Oh, my God. You're 100% um, right. She's actually my favorite limited two girl in the world. <laughs> And this is honestly kind of a big, big deal because for a while I had a ban on 
having my coworkers from Gawker on the podcast because I didn't want anyone to feel left out. And I was like, obviously, I would want all of them. But like, just by virtue of how this works, there would have to be an order. Someone would have to be first. Someone would have to be last. And I'm already anticipating, you know, as soon as I say this person's name, it's like, I've now made my decision. Yeah. You've, then we're you've, going to go into work on Monday and all the other girls are going to be like, hey, bitch. <laughs> yeah, you picked a side. Yeah. Okay. Well, without further ado, please put your paws together for Sarah Haggy. Oh, my God. George, thank you so much. <laughs> I love put your paws together. How's it going over there? How's it going over there in Canada? <laughs> it's, uh, it's okay. Yeah. You know, it's like nothing really is going on. Um, how do you feel knowing that you're George's favorite coworker? Oh my God. Okay. I don't, here's the thing. Uh, this is a new side of George that I guess, uh, listeners won't, don't know about, you know I mean, what I you mean? You can attest to this. I'm pretty buttoned up at work. Yeah. George is also, I, okay. Hmm. How do I, how do I say this? Uh, George is like the best person to work with. Oh um, God. and his personality shines through even at work on slack um and this isn't me sucking up to george because i don't think he's technically my boss (laughs) (laughs) he's i mean like i don't know what the hierarchy is of who my boss like who can punish me i mean you certainly i feel like you know you you respect me when it's like when i am editing you particularly and then you also feel very comfortable kind of insulting me out of nowhere um yeah i mean i wouldn't say it's out of nowhere (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) like it it comes from a place uh but i do i i do i really love uh all my editors i really love being edited by george because it's like it's one of those absolutely like just accept all changes oh my god kind of things in a google doc or i'm just like all right george is gonna make this better to the point where when people say like that was so good in my essays it's usually a sentence george added oh my god <laughs> I'm like, I'm I'm blushing. Like, that was george that was george <laughs> um so yeah i mean not only is he a fun podcast host he's a fun editor Oh my God, wow. she has it all, folks. Well, and and now, she being me. Sheesh, now I know why Sarah's your favorite, George. <laughs> oh my yeah, God. Everyone else, everyone like else is such like, a everyone else is like, deny, deny, deny when they look through the Google Doc. <laughs> Wrong, bad, bad. Um, I mean, I'm not like a, a boss lover, but. No, 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 no. You are, yeah, I mean, you are you are an anti-capitalist. And, First and foremost, yeah, and 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 ultimately will destroy me at some later date. But for now, we're having a good time. Yeah, absolutely, great time. And George loves using white people emojis. Oh yeah, well, so Sarah <laughs> taught me that the most powerful emoji is using a white punch emoji. <laughs> <laughs> that like, if you want to congratulate someone, just do three white punches. <laughs> why? Why? Is and that then the I most started doing one? it, but I think it's like it makes it's like more ironic when she does it, and it's like <laughs> funny. But then when I do it, it just looks like I'm using a white the white fist emoji. It's, it's honestly like I love when white people use hand emojis, like prayer hands, mm-hmm. um, you know, the praise hands. Mm-hmm. Like, well, it, we've talked about this on the podcast, like. Sam and I call it three emoji culture, which is when like someone posts an announcement, let's say that they are launching a new uh, newsletter funded by a diaper company. And then everyone <laughs> under that comments three, three different emojis. So someone will do three hearts. Someone will do three prayer hands. Someone will do like 
three, you know, women getting their hair cut. And I feel like what you're saying, the white fist emoji is very much in that vein. Yes, absolutely. Because it, it really says nothing but everything at the same time. Exactly. It's It's like, you know, that person might have BLM in their profile. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's very like I'm acknowledging my whiteness in like a yeah. very. But it oh, is that's kind funny. Of so you scary. think they're yeah, they're doing it on purpose to be like, I know, I know I'm white. Yeah, it's like it's like, OK, I feel like if I was white, I would just do the default yellow. Mm-hmm. I think it's very crazy to press down on the emoji and change it to white. Like, that's a crazy thing to do. It's like asserting your whiteness. OK. <laughs> Sarah knows this, but literally on at work, I swear to God, there is some bug on my Slack. Sarah, you know what I'm about <laughs> yes, to say. Yes, where literally, so someone will say something and then someone will react with a yellow thumbs up. And I'll press the yellow thumbs up thinking I'm also doing that. But then it shows specifically for me the white thumbs up. So it'll be like the reactions will be like six yellow thumbs up and one white thumbs up. And the white one is mine because it like refuses to do yellow. Yeah, I mean, you can't go back from that. Yeah. That is so funny. <laughs> it happens constantly. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is. I mean, now I'm thinking about it. And I'm like, I do actually. I am one of those people. I don't use yellow. I, I think even in my text, I use white. Sam, do you use yellow? I use yellow, but I've heard that is problematic. You think <laughs> like, yellow is problematic? I don't think it's problematic. Okay. I'm like, wow. There's no. Um, there's no right way to send a, a fist emoji as a yeah. as a white person. I feel. <laughs> I, I do think that's why the faces are safe because they're just like not the human faces, the yellow faces. Yeah, the, just the the plain emojis. I didn't have an iPhone until like last year. I was an Android user, um, oh, so I never wow. really used emojis <laughs> until like the last year. And I'm still like, I find it so overwhelming. Yeah, maybe that's why you have so much to say like you you're new to the joie de vivre of emoji yeah i i I also like i hate sorry i don't mean to turn this into an emoji conversation no please don't it's okay i do feel like there's like certain ones that are so scary to me like when guys use the one where it's like the eyes watering oh the bottom Uh, one the bottom bottom in the gay community that's called the bottom emoji oh i i (laughs) well i'm learning something new uh it's because it's very scary it's a scary thing to to witness Mm -hmm. it's like it's i find it manipulative i completely Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it's like uh it's almost like you're yeah it's you're using an image of vulnerability as an aggression yeah Oh, thank a, you, watering eyes. Like, <laughs> screw you. Yeah. Yeah, your eyes are not watering. Yeah. Bitch. It's like, it's like, oh, I'm so humble. No, you're not. Yeah. The worst one, and our, in fact, our coworker Kelly has written about this, is the upside down smile. Yes. Well, is that the, what, what's the worst about it? I actually find that that one's like so powerful because it, I, it implies so much and means nothing. It's like. It's truly just like this can mean anything. To me, that one means awkward sauce. Oh! <laughs> I guess I could see that. I think it's kind of passive aggressive. It's kind of yes. like, and that happened. Yeah. Well, it's like commit to what you want to say. Like, yeah, I think because it means everything, it stands for nothing. <laughs> I think one thing I'm realizing That's so that. so strong. <laughs> There, I'm surprised there's a lot of emojis that I feel like gay men 
take to mean something sexual like well yeah i mean not just emoji (laughs) many things just broadly speaking well i'm realizing that that's more niche than i thought i guess like the crying emoji like bottom eyes emoji well bottom eyes i do think yeah that's niche and i think and i think like it's it's like puppy eyes or whatever i think it's manipulative either way yeah it's it's like it's kind of like oh oh little old me yeah (laughs) yeah but upside down smile i hate i think i do like purple devil Uh, of course i was just gonna say i like purple devil i like purple devil i feel like it's a classic one you know it's a yeah i agree and i like that there's smiling purple devil and frowning purple devil and you can use either of them for different things did you guys in well i guess george you didn't really grow up in america but did were you guys into msn messenger in the states no i did aim i had AIM when i was in america i I do remember actually msn yes i remember msn in greece briefly but then after that everyone got like they had really good they were called well i mean use them on hotmail too the what is it emoticons Yes. That's what they were called. And like, if for your MSN name, you'd have to put like a letter in brackets. And mm-hmm. it was the same for AIM. I didn't know people called it AIM. I thought everyone said AIM. <laughs> it went both ways, I okay. would say. <laughs> I was like, oh man, like, I guess I'm learning a new thing about <laughs> Americans. But I remember, I, I remember those were just like the good, simple ones. It was like angel, devil, flower, heart, broken heart. And they all like, they all were so charged, you know? I think if they need to pare down the emojis, there are too many. I agree. I agree. I fully agree. I want less options. I want smile, frown, crying, and like maybe one animal. I don't need <laughs> every time one. they're like, now there's like all these new options. I'm like, stop. I have had enough. I know. <laughs> like, it's it's too so many. hard to find them. <laughs> I don't it's... have time to learn a foreign language. I need Duolingo for emoji over here. <laughs> I have been very liberally using the surprised. It's it's the one that's like wide eyes and kind of red cheeks, and it's like surprised emoji. It's the one that's like whoa. Oh, (laughs) I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I think yeah, I I like that one. Anyway, should we do our first segment? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Wow, this dissertation on emojis. Um, Yeah, let's do our first segment. Oh my gosh! Okay, Sarah, I'm so excited. Our first segment is called Straight Shooters, and in this segment, we give you a series of rapid-fire questions to gauge your familiarity with and complicity in straight culture. Okay. And the one rule is you can't ask any follow-up questions, and if you do, we will immediately eject you from the Zoom. Okay, I'm so scared. I'm also, like, kind of sweaty right now. Like, I'm getting yeah, nervous Yeah, you right should now. be. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, Sarah, being random or being awkward? It's actually a really hard one. It's so That's hard. That's a really hard one. Um, I'm going to go with being random. Hmm. Okay. Shiver me timbers or Jamaican me crazy? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, shiver me timbers. Okay, Sarah. Coming out of the closet or going into an H&M? <laughs> Going into an H and M. Yeah. Um, electric guitar or electric chair? Chair. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is actually um, a user submitted one from our Discord. Speak now or forever hold your peace. Oh, I am. <laughs> um, forever holding my peace. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Charmander or Santander Bank? 
<laughs> and those things just have ER. <laughs> um, Sometimes uh, it's that easy. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, you're starting to get it. Charmander. <laughs> uh, okay, um, closing a big business deal or opening a ceramic shop? Oh my Ooh. God, closing a deal. Yeah. Oh, okay. The capitalist jumped out. <laughs> okay. Let's fucking go. Or how about no? Um, oh, this is so hard. It's <laughs> really is, good. This is really hard. Um, uh, I guess let's fucking go. Sure. But not. I'm not enthusiastic about it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's fascinating to not be enthusiastic about the phrase, let's fucking go. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a muted, let's yeah, fucking go. I, I, I actually think like that is my general affect is like, let's fucking go, but I'm not enthusiastic about it. Yeah. 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 How like, let's go culture. Like. Speak on it. It was such a, th it, like. I feel like it was one of those things where it was over as it started. Like yeah. you could tell it was evil the moment it sprung up. And and there was a part of me that wanted to embrace it. There's always something about like frat language that always like part of me is enticed by it. And then at the exact same time I know like don't don't drink this. This is bad for you. Yeah, it's like it's it's one step closer to keep calm and chive on, you know? Yes. <laughs> it's like you start that's the gateway drug to I, I just have to say, Sarah, like the keep calm and blank on thing that lasted years. I mean, I bet there's still corners of the United States of America where uh, uh, I'd say a local coffee <laughs> shop is making a shirt right now that keep says keep calm and Java bright. on. <laughs> yeah, Java on. <laughs> keep calm and Stradio on. <laughs> I mean, it would be funny if we did it. <laughs> it actually would be a slave if we did it. Um, um, but that is crazy. I have a shirt that I found at a thrift store that is like, keep calm and Gangnam style. And it has a picture <laughs> of Psy on it. And I was like, this will be in the MoMA one day. This yeah. is like such a snapshot. This is an entire time capsule. And I'm, I'm holding on to it dearly. That's and sure enough, you just sold it at a, <laughs> on auction at Christie's for $7 million. <laughs> yeah, so the whole team's really excited. It's actually only like $3.5 million after taxes, but... Well, they always... That's how they that's get a, you. That's how like they get you. Gotta, you. That's how they yeah, get you. you gotta pay agents yeah. and managers and taxes <laughs> you gotta and put it. You gotta put it in offshore. We'll talk about yeah, that. Yeah, I know. Oh, exactly. And and trust me, Sarah, <laughs> we have offshores <laughs> for this podcast. Yeah. And so many people were telling me, you know, don't sell yet. Don't sell yet. Like, it's only getting in value. But it was just like, I don't know. It's collecting dust. And I, yeah. I just wanted the people to be able to see it. Yeah. Totally. That's, thank you. <laughs> Should we get into our topic? I think maybe that would be kind of crazy. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, why not? I mean, oh, wait, I feel it. like, okay, Sarah, you came in and you were, I would say, a little bit unsure and you had a few ideas and then i had i was like wait a minute i remember sarah bringing this up at work mm -hmm. and it is the ultimate straight topic and i want you to kind of introduce what it is your history with it how it first came up okay um so let's go let's go back in time for a <laughs> yeah. little bit um i would like to say uh i feel very vindicated because mm -hmm. this came up at a pitch meeting it was not accepted uh, and honestly, fair, because I don't think I could have written more than like a paragraph on this. Um, so that was good on your part. But OK, so I grew up in a city called Ottawa, which 
is the capital of Canada. A lot of people, I'm saying that because everyone thinks Toronto is, which is fair. <laughs> yeah, I would have um, guessed Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> um, and like, it's a very government city where everyone I kind of went to high school with really like went to school, worked for the government, got real jobs kind of thing. Like people I went to school with like have houses and cars and you know, things like that. Um, and a Losers. lot of, <laughs> yeah. you know, they have Freaks. like these full lives. It's so disgusting. Uh, grow up. <laughs> you know, literally grow up. Uh, they, a lot of them became consultants mm -hmm. and they live very good lives. It's, I feel like, okay, so the topic is consulting. I feel like I didn't even mention yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. Um, and it's something that like, I just, I'll never understand what it is. Okay. Yeah. And I know people who consult. Uh, I've introduced people I know as consultants. Um, <laughs> You're doing the work. <laughs> you know, I, I acknowledge it's a job. My brother, I think, is a consultant. We're very close. Really? I don't wow. really know if he is anymore. Yeah. Um, but I don't know what it is. I just know that when you say you're a consultant, there are very few questions people ask afterwards because they think you're fine. Like, it's right. like, you're a consultant. You're making good money. You're going on vacation sometimes. You are going out to eat at restaurants. Like, it's like, your, your life is It's very is much good. just like, I have job. Yeah, it's I have job and I have a real job that makes me money. And like, sometimes I work a lot, sometimes I don't. It, it's just, it's right. so mysterious to me. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've, I don't think I've ever met a gay consultant. I, wow. Here's what gay consultants are creative directors. Here's the tea. <laughs> okay, but I have George, met many gay consultants. <laughs> George knows what one is. That's the craziest uh, thing. Okay, George wait, literally let's... knows what a consultant is, and he's told me. Okay, George, what's a consultant? Okay, I'm going to attempt to, 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 based on my years of knowledge, describe what I think it is. So I remember this very well. When I was a senior in college, suddenly out of nowhere, people started talking about consulting. Something I had never heard of before. Um, and basically, you know, the, there are these there are these big companies that are it's like McKinsey, Boston Consulting Group, Accenture, Deloitte, like companies you've heard of, but you're always like, what do they do? And so like those are consulting companies and they heavily recruit college seniors, like people just graduating college and have kind of like an army of young, very hardworking, but kind of uh, lost people that don't really know what they want to do with their lives, but know that they want to kind of vaguely be in business. Okay. Like it's not, you know, it's like, they're not even, they're like, I don't even know what industry I want to be in. I don't know if I want to be in big pharma or tech or, you know, entertainment. I just, I kind of just want to like learn the ropes of business. So Wait, what a consult do they study business necessarily? No, it, it truly, you could, you just have to be like high achieving in some way. You can be like an English major and it doesn't matter. Okay. You learn on the job. So basically then what a consultancy does, from what I understand, is like, let's say a company, let's say uh, Gawker is like, we have a problem here. Content is not doing well with this one demographic. That's a problem. And we've tried to solve it internally and we can't. So we're going to hire a consultancy and they're going to come in and basically like be assigned this one business problem. And then their job is to fix it based on their business knowledge. And so then... 
you know, um, McKinsey will come, they will like do a bunch of research, they'll interview everyone at the company, they'll do market research, they'll like make presentations, they'll talk to the CEO, whatever. And then at the end, they will present like their recommendation of what needs to be done. So that's what it is. But then the gag is, usually what happens is a company that wants to make some change that's like firing people or downsizing or whatever, will basically bring in a consulting company to have an excuse to do it because they'll be like, well, McKinsey told me to do it. So that's where like the kind of evil nature of it comes from. It's like the boss already wants to make some change that's going to make everyone unhappy, but he wants to kind of blame someone else and be like, well, the official consultants told us to do that. That honestly, it sounds like a racket. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm also like, wait, how do they make so much money though? They make so much money. If someone's a consultant, in my mind, they're rich. They're rich. Yeah. And it's one of those jobs that like gets you respect from like parents really easily. Yeah. It's just kind of like because because when you're hired by, you know, Disney, they just have money to burn and like they're going to pay a lot for you to come in and suggest that they fire 50,000 people. Okay. Hmm. (laughs) Sam and I are not convinced this is real. I mean, I agree. There is no, I I could just to be clear, it's not like I'm like disagreeing and I'm like, you guys don't get it. It's real. Like, I agree (laughs) that it's fake, but I'm just, this is like my explanation of why it's fake. It's basically like this whole fake enterprise in order to justify bad decisions, in my, uh, in my opinion. Okay. Like, it's basically, it's basically like you are correct in that what they're doing is worthless. Uh, Yeah. uh, (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Okay. Why are you, what? Okay. How are we feeling? <laughs> I, I still feel like it's like, do they have to acquire a certain expertise? You know what I mean? Like right now, like, yeah. okay, I'm trying to think of what I could consult for. Yeah. And I guess it's like, I, I still don't, I, I feel like there's a certain confidence required to even declare yourself a consultant. Cause right, you're right, saying right. like, I know this thing and I can fix that problem because I did whatever, whatever. So it's like, yeah. could I be a consultant? For someone who, uh, I don't know, like I. Okay, wait. So this is actually an interesting point. So what I describe as like big consulting, it's like these are consulting firms. But then there's also like you can be like I can just decide I'm an independent podcasting consultant and like charge people to help them script their podcast or something. Like that's wow. I feel like that's another element of this, right? Like any anyone can be like can can just brand themselves as a consultant. Oh my god! There's no barrier to entry no there's no barrier to entry it's not like a lawyer we need gatekeepers in the consulting industry (laughs) it is so messed up that anyone can just call themselves that that's messed up i mean that's i feel like that's like such a thing of like people that like had a successful career in like some industry and then are like well i'm done creating my own stuff but like now i'm going to be a consultant okay that's so crazy it's like (laughs) that's that's so insane it's this is what okay do you remember when the thing for like independent men was to call themselves entrepreneurs yeah, yeah. but you're kind of that, that's consulting that's the new version of being an entrepreneur i mean i know consultants are as old as time mm-hmm. but i do think that you are like i'm not willing to question a consultant because it's so yeah. opaque i am going right. to question a guy who says he's an entrepreneur yeah yeah it's tough i mean would you rather be a consultant or an entrepreneur? Oh my god, this—that's a really hard question. That's so hard. I 
George, you can't just ask someone that's, that. That's, that's, <laughs> that's blowing like my mind. That's so messed up. <laughs> I honestly think I'd rather be a consultant because I feel like the payoff is so much higher for so much less work. And an entrepreneur totally. is like yeah. hustle mentality. Like there's no stair, there's no escalator to success. It's stairs culture. Mm-hmm. Stairs. Mm-hmm. stairs <laughs> okay, culture. so so consultant is escalator. Entrepreneur is stairs. Yes. Yeah. So you know what? I'm pro entrepreneur now <laughs> because well, they have to work harder. They're more salt of the earth. Yeah. yeah, they're more salt of the earth. Yeah. I mean, there is something more like uh, bullshitty about it. I mean, I guess it could go both ways because then a consultant, you're like, well, you're coming in. In theory, you're coming in, you're fixing a problem, and you're leaving. Whereas an entrepreneur can actually bullshit their entire career and just kind of like fail upwards. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if an entrepreneur can do that. Like, I think they could create an image of success, but like, if the books don't add up. Right. You know, but you're still an entrepreneur, even if you're not rich. I feel like, are there any mom and pop consultants that are like poor. that is such a good point that is such a good point you can be a poor entrepreneur but you can't be a poor consultant yeah i feel like a con- consultancy is a ticket to entry level 80k oh you're lowballing already oh my god they can make more at the entry this I mean, <laughs> this episode is sponsored by pwc <laughs> Um, I thought, okay, when I was a senior, I was like, everyone else was doing these consulting interviews. And I was like, well, that sounds like easy. Like when someone explained to me what it was, I was like, oh, so you basically just like kind of Google things and then make PowerPoints. Like I could do that. Like I might as well try to interview for these places. And then I like didn't get any interviews. And I was like, okay, you think you're better than me? I was like, I was doing you a favor by applying. (laughs) Like you will be lucky to have me on your team. I, one of my first jobs in New York was like Googling, um, I, I worked for a PR company that worked for Coca-Cola and I would like Google the news every morning for like stories about soda and send <laughs> them like a bibliography of like, this is what's going on in the news. That. Yep. I used to do that at my first PR job too. Yeah. But I didn't know what the job was. So one time I like, <laughs> I was, I was on a date at a bar and this like older Midwestern couple like decided to strike up a conversation with us. And I was like, this is weird. And they were like, so what do you do? And I had had this job for like a week and I was like, I don't even know what this job is. And I told them I was a consultant. (gasps) (laughs) Oh my God. And I was like 24 and they were like, they were like, really? And they were so impressed. And I don't think I will ever feel that level of impressing anyone ever again. You could just say that now (laughs) you literally can say i mean i have to say like any job can be framed as being a consultant like sarah you're you know a news consultant (laughs) and that you bring the news into the world (laughs) that that's actually true a rhetoric consultant oh my god i think i'm gonna start consulting (laughs) Uh, i think well okay but like for you it's like okay sarah like you are good at certain things and it's like you have used those things to get jobs it's like okay you are a writer you are a podcaster but like if you just decide you're going to brand yourself as having that knowledge but now consult on bella hadid's podcast as like a funny writer with like a fun voice and be like bella i'm going to consult with you and i'm going to teach you how to be funnier and have a more funny voice oh my god george you just invented a job for me yeah, a consultant for Bella Hadid's podcast. That's okay. First, we need 
to get in touch with Bella. She needs to have a podcast. Um, step I one. Think I, step one. Okay, we have to get <laughs> Bella a podcast. Uh, I, honestly, my mind is blown. Like, I finally understand what a consultant is, and this is the third time George has explained it. <laughs> I mean, I have to say, I'm really proud of myself. <laughs> I was yeah, I'm floored. I, I get it now. I, I think I get it too, actually. I'm disappointed. I think maybe I was expecting it to be like grander or more I am mysterious. disappointed. I'm disappointed. Yeah. I kind of yeah. think that's the secret with a lot of business stuff is like, you know, unlike a doctor or a lawyer that has like specific skills, a lot of business stuff like is intentionally opaque so that people don't ask a lot of questions and figure out that it's actually like very simple. I mean, you know, what's crazy is that it still is fake. You know, it's a real job, but it's still fake because it's like, say I was consulting, like, I'm just going to use the Gawker example again. Yeah. Like, all I'd have to do is, like, make up a chart and do a fake case study or something. Totally. Totally. Like, and then you're like, okay, you hear case study and you're like, oh, my God, quantifiable. Like, she's doing surveys. She's doing, she's crunching the numbers. It's like, no, you probably just, like, decided, like, oh, look, this is a case study. This is a different publication that actually is popular among women 25 to 35. So maybe be more like that publication. And, like, that's, that, that's the, it. That's it. That's it. Oh, my God. It's literally, God. like, you coming to Gawker and being like, have you guys considered being more like Glamour magazine? <laughs> that's what I'm going to say at work tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, people will love it. Um, so as a straight issue, yes, is it particularly straight? George, you say you know gay consultants? Okay, so basically I just have this memory. I'm talking about this as though I've spent so much time thinking about consulting. It was truly just like when I was looking for a job, I had no idea what I wanted to do. And I would go to these like informational sessions and be like, hey, what's this? What's this? What's this? And I remember I went to one that was like LGBTQ in consulting. And it was like a panel of people talking about what it was like being a gay consultant, blah, blah. And the reason there were a lot of gay consultants is because a lot of these companies were like some of the first ones to like really go all in on like that kind of diversity. And by that kind of diversity, I mean like gay people <laughs> who are wealthy. <laughs> um, and so, you know, there was like a panel of gay people. And I remember one of them was like talking about how Sometimes it's really hard to work into the night doing another presentation, doing another PowerPoint. And he was like, sometimes I just want to kick back and watch Bravo. And then everyone was like, ah! <laughs> oh, my God. He's just like us. <laughs> um, so I do. So that. But yeah, I mean, gay consultant, it's like it's like, of course, you can imagine what a gay consultant. It's like it's like a gay man who like wears um Oh my God, what's that brand? Not Jack Spade, but like who wears the kind of... Jack and Jones. Is that what you yeah, mean? Yeah, like mid-priced preppy clothing. Um, okay. Or a power lesbian who does not have the courage to go into nonprofits. Wow. <laughs> to be fair, a power lesbian consultant is cool. I That woman, I see her and she's like the star of a TV show. Yeah. Yeah, she's on. she has her freeform show. Yeah, and it's I, good too. <laughs> I'll never watch it, but it's good. And they had a a BLM episode. Yeah, uh, they did. There and is, Sarah was a consultant. I was a consultant. I could be. Oh my god, I'm thinking of all the ways I could grift. You know, one thing that really bothers me is that I see so many, like, okay, obviously brands are getting consultants who are like, you need to be more diverse or whatever. So I I feel like all my targeted ads now through the algorithm that knows I'm a Muslim woman who wears a hijab. Like all my ads are like a hijabi at a bank, 
or like, you know, right. just like her doing something. And it is so obvious that they just put something on someone's head. Like there was no. <laughs> well, you was... told me for a while that you think fashion is going into um, that, that everyone wants to wear a hijab. Yeah, everyone wants to wear a hijab in some form. It's the cool thing to do. Uh, oh my God! Once my old Instagram icon was that picture of ASAP Rocky when he's wearing the babushka style scarf with sunglasses, <laughs> smiling. No joke. Ten people were like, "I thought that was you." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "That like you shouldn't be telling me that." Yeah. Like you shouldn't tell me you just think yeah, you I, see a black icon really of. Uh, someone's head covered and a smile and you're like register as Sarah because he's black like I I mean it's a compliment he's a very beautiful man with a beautiful smile but at the same time I'm like is that all it takes and I'm like I feel like I I have this other my lens on the world but like you know what I mean like I just keep seeing these ads where it's like no one looks like that like, I mean, Sarah, already, already, like, this is your speech at Davos where you're like, I kept seeing ads that thought they were represent that thought they were representing people like me, but I did not see myself in them. I didn't and see And that's myself. when I stepped in and I said, wait a minute, Sarah, you need to consult on these ads. Oh, my And now I am proud God. to present, I am proud to present the new freeform campaign called Women Out Loud. <laughs> Oh my God! Yes, I could do this. I could, I could. You could do this literally in your sleep. I'm I sorry, but like, it's honestly, I'm kind of like disappointed in you that you haven't already. Yeah, it's like your commitment to like anti-capitalism has gone too far. <laughs> yeah, it's like get it together. <laughs> it's like time for you to just like throw that away and like really start profiting. The first time I really noticed, like, oh, no one really knows that this is crazy, is I was watching the movie God's Not Dead. The Oh, that's like the Christian, the Christian movie, the yeah. Christian movie starring um, Hercules. Greg Kinnear? No, Hercules isn't. What's his name again? Uh, oh, Kevin Sorbo. Yes. Yeah. 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 And he plays. Uh, I actually don't really remember the plot that much. It's just about Is he how a professor. Like, he's a professor. <laughs> I, I didn't watch the whole thing, but I watched parts. <laughs> he's a he's a professor, and one of the plots of like, you know, God's not dead that proves God's not dead, is that there's this um, Muslim girl at the university. <laughs> so funny i'm gonna cry and she uh you know she's in school and and she's straddling these two worlds of being in her oppressive household and going to school where she's allowed to be herself and at school she like doesn't wear a hijab and then when her dad's coming to pick her up she puts it on and like no joke it is the i'll send you guys a picture after but like she basically like takes a scarf and like wraps it around her head in a way that like it's like someone just just like someone wrapping someone around their something around their head in a circular motion like i I can't (laughs) describe how weird it was it was just like this thing on her face and it was like mummy vibes it was yes she looked like a mummy she literally (laughs) she was like time to mummify myself off off to dad i go and yeah and her dad pulls up she puts it on and her friend's like you don't have to wear that and she's like i do because of my culture and she goes into the car with her dad and her dad's like you're not like these people you're one of us um (laughs) and i was like oh like people will watch this who are watching it even ironically the way i am and not know this is the craziest thing about the movie Like yeah. it is by and large the, the most absolutely insane thing I've ever seen on film. 
Right. Whereas, whereas if you had been a consultant, she would have looked like me. Paid like she would have looked like you. She would have looked like me, and she would. It would have been accurate, and that's how people would have known God's not dead. And that's the thing about my job is that I'm not picking sides. Mm. No. It's just about being represented accurately, and you do what you want with that story. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's about you being represented accurately, even if it is in a right wing propaganda film. <laughs> yes, exactly. All I want to see is myself. Yeah, like it's not about politics. It's not about like laws. It's like just about representation, and that's so that's powerful enough. Yeah, that's yeah. powerful enough, and actually, that is the goal. <laughs> that's the goal. It's like. I, representation doesn't have to be good it has to be there yeah wow. and that's why you know a huge shout out to pete Buttigieg. you know it's so powerful to see <laughs> you so happy thriving and you and chastin i love you both shout out <laughs> uh, wow wow okay so i just want to like tie the knot on consulting being straight so like yes there are gay consultants but like you know, that doesn't mean that it is not inherently straight. But what is straight about it to you, Sarah, like when you think about a consultant? I just think of, um, I like see it in my mind's eye of just like a guy, you know, who wakes up and he wears his consulting outfit, which is like a dress shirt and dress pants from Express. Mm-hmm. And yes. wow. he he doesn't know anything outside of his life and it's very good and simple of girlfriend that he's had for five years maybe he's proposing but he doesn't know yet Mm -hmm. he's Um, definitely proposing he's proposing and (laughs) any day now and even though they've been together for so long she's gonna cry and be shocked yeah Mm -hmm. he goes to i don't know what the sports bars are in america but like there's one called like a real sports bar and grill here where it's just like big tvs everywhere uh, that's where he watches a game. You know, he's not an active social media user, but he's on it all the time. Right. Um, you know, he follows sports accounts and and actually really loves sharing memes about his favorite NFL teams. Yes, but also kind of right wing. Well, it goes without saying. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 yeah. Uh, and this well, is he... all based on me creeping a guy I went to high school with. Uh, <laughs> and finding his Instagram and Twitter. Um, he's a light crypto investor. <laughs> yeah. He dabbles. Yeah. He, he well, bought a few hundred dollars in. And that's fine if he loses it. I don't know. There's just something so like by the book about being a consultant that I feel like. And, and this isn't to knock consultants because. I think it's just a job and I don't think everyone takes their job home with them. But I feel totally. like by and large, it is just like, you know, it's it's very straightforward. It's a very straightforward job that it changes from week to week by project to project. And that's the fun of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And thank you for, you know, definitely acknowledging the consulting community listening to this. And <laughs> and uh, we don't want to offend them. They're some of our most ardent fans and, and we really care about. you. Yeah. And you know, and, and, yeah, and we see ourselves represented in them constantly. <laughs> I, I think that I could see myself falling in love with a consultant. Wow! It, just because, like, I want that stability. I want someone yeah. who's when they talk. You want to be proposed to by a slightly right-wing consultant <laughs> that invests in crypto? Yeah, but he's not really political. Right? right. right. No, no, right. of course, of course. Yeah. <laughs> No, no, no. George, he's, he's not political. He's actually never even really voted. Yeah. <laughs> but 
hit apples, you know? It's it's all like these kind of half measures into a world, you know? But, you know, I mean, I, I'll watch him play video games sometimes. Yeah, consultant BF, gawker writer GF is kind of like a... <laughs> I Powerful. see that actually really working. Yeah, and, you know, he has a, he has hobbies and a sense of humor. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, he's, like, funny. Like, getting drinks with him is fun. Like, he's not, like, bad yeah. at getting drinks. You don't know he's funny when you first meet him, but, like, as you talk to him, you're like, oh... He actually he does have jokes. Yeah, and he's like kind of refreshing because he's not like overthinking everything like everyone no. else does. And then I tell him something about the internet, like, do you know what Taylor Loren said? And he goes, "Who's that?" Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I see this actually really working. I love that. Oh my god, this is like practical magic. Tomorrow I'm gonna meet a consultant. <laughs> you know he's gonna be wearing a Patagonia vest. Yeah. yeah, how do you feel about That's that? That's his casual look. Mm, okay, I'm not into that. <laughs> okay, wow, that's the deal breaker. <laughs> I don't think I could be he's with like, the guy he's who wears of, a vest. Yeah, he's kind of, um, he has an outdoorsy side. Like, he oh, does no. like occasionally going... Uh, he likes a hike. He, uh, he says, hike. He says yeah. portaging. He goes... Yeah. Yeah, and you're like, what? Is that something <laughs> with the canoe? <laughs> he um, also loves barbecue. He's like, I know this good barbecue place. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh my god, yes, yeah. I mean, you will be at like breweries a lot. Yeah, like, that'll and be his the name compromise. Is Todd. <laughs> oh. And it's fine. Like breweries can be fun. Breweries can be fun. And he, he fun. you know what he likes actually? It and like, he's like, you know, a lot of people don't, but I. He likes getting a flight of beers so he can try a bunch of different ones. And he's like, he'll have the sour beers. And he's like, I can't have a full glass of this, but I like just like trying it. So, okay. Yeah. So this is where it all falls apart. I, I don't drink. So I, I don't think that part could work in my life. I don't know what a mm. flight of beers is. I don't, I don't know the names of alcohols. I've never drank but in my life. You, but I feel like it's like, well, a flight, first of all, is like. Imagine kind of like a series of shot glasses all with a different beer so you can try different ones without committing oh. to one. So you go to a brewery and they're like, well, we have a flight of... It's a sampler like, platter. Our, oh, it's samples. Yeah, like a, samples. It's a sample platter. Okay. And But I feel like it could work where that's kind of his thing. Mm. And then you're and then you're like, he loves his flights of beers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you Ladies, know, let's chat. He's having his beer. Yeah. Let's do with the other girlfriends. You know, the thing we would like at the same time would probably be like I wouldn't mind going to sports. Yeah. I think it'd be fun. And you'd have your shows. The shows that you could bond over are like the ones that both men and women it's like you'll watch like true crime shows together. Yes. I think you would both That's like something succession you can too. get him into. Yeah, we'd like su succession for different reasons. Yeah, succession yeah. for different reasons. And yeah, like he he'll get you into Ozark. Like at first you'll be like, I yeah. don't know about this, but then after a few weeks you're like, okay, I want to know what happens to Laura Linney. <laughs> wow, that, that consultants love Ozark. Oh my god, that is like <laughs> your favorite show. <laughs> that's such a consulting show. Like uh, the no. only people who really talk about Ozark don't go on the internet. Consultants, I would say they love like kind of any Netflix original. Like they're like they like Ozark, they like um Narcos. They like they like that it's all in one place and they don't have to like overthink it too much. They watch sorry, they watch guy, Yellowstone. He watches yeah. Yellowstone. Yeah. Yellowstone, yeah. Um Yellowstone's actually one of the few ways they can bond with their dad. Oh my god, wait. Billions. 
He oh, watches love Billions. Billions. He loves Billions. <laughs> and I've watched every episode of Billions. I don't know what it is. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I don't know what a hedge fund is. I st- like. I watch Billions. They talk about these things. I don't know. And it's like, he explains it to me. He pauses uh, it and he explains yeah. what shorting is. And oh my God, I'm yes, like, Sarah. Yes, but yeah, I feel like Billions is also the thing I probably engage in that's the most... Um, consulting culture mm-hmm. you know he he'll someone will say something in billions and they'll turn to you and he'll he'll go did you catch that babe <laughs> i'll be like no i didn't can you explain it and to then me? he'll pause and be like okay so the way it works is <laughs> oh my god i would honestly i would love to know what happens in billions <laughs> <laughs> I would love well, you guys, to. If any, if any listener, if anyone listening knows what's happening in billions, please reach out. No joke. I remember because my grandma couldn't speak English, and my mom would watch soap operas, and she would watch like Days of Our Lives with my mom, mm-hmm. and she didn't know what was happening because she can't speak English, but she'd know something's going on with Bo and Hope, and right. that's watching billions. I know that things are happening. <laughs> But you don't know the language. I I don't know at all. I, I I cannot tell you, like, how I I don't remember their names right now. <laughs> well, there's Paul Giamatti <laughs> and Damien and Lewis and the guy from Homeland. Yeah. Ho- Homeland. 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 <laughs> Homeland. <laughs> And, and then the woman who's the therapist, the business therapist. Yes, she's a business therapist. She's also. I think she's that doing... could be a job for you actually if consulting doesn't work out. Well, is it be consulting bu- just business therapy? I mean, now we said it. Yeah. But do you know about this, Sam? This woman in billions? No, I've never seen. She's billions. basically Her like jo- you get off your ass, you clean your balls, and you work. <laughs> <laughs> she like literally has like an office in the in the building, and then people go to her when they need business therapy, and she like literally like dominatrixes them into like getting back on the business horse. Yeah, they're like they're like I don't know if I could do this. Like it's like. Uh, this is her this this is hard to do. I'm working so much and you go she's like, So you don't want this job? <laughs> you don't want to get millions of dollars. And they're all so rich. Like that's why I think maybe consulting consultants are rich, is because I watch billions and the smallest person on that show, uh, the person who's the least important is making hundreds of thousands of dollars. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, hedge funds. I feel like that's a whole other story. I don't even know like... what that is. I don't know what a hedge fund is. <laughs> that's a longer episode. <laughs> um, The Big Short. That's the artsy movie consulting guy likes. Oh yeah. Oh sure, 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 sure. He yeah. loves the big. He actually loves Adam McKay across the board. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, who, and you know, uh, yeah. Who can blame him? Who can blame him? <laughs> I mean, that's the thing is like, you kind of, you're like, oh, you start out feeling like from a place of superiority or something. And you're like, oh, my, my stupid boyfriend, he's like, not that smart, but he brings home the bacon. And then you start to kind of enjoy the things he likes. And you're like, this is fun. I could live the consulting lifestyle. Yeah, I definitely could. If it meant like going on vacation sometimes. Yeah. To Turks and Caicos. He loves Turks and Caicos. Turks. He likes a vacation that doesn't have like a cultural <laughs> element. He doesn't like to sightsee. No, 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 absolutely not. Unless we're going to Rome. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he then might he like won't. to party, though. Yeah. Like if, you were, he, if you were in a different city, he might like to go to the clubs, actually. That'd be you so think scary. So? I think he yeah. would. But then he, he would actually not have fun. Yeah. And he would wear like 
a shirt with stripes. He'd wear like a dress shirt with stripes. Oh my god, yeah. he loves he <laughs> loves a dress shirt with stripes. Um, something a, a scene from a movie that really stayed with me is in the film Just Married, starring Brittany Murphy and Ashton Kutcher. They go, I think, to Rome, definitely Italy. I think Rome. Maybe I'm wrong for their honeymoon, and. To kind of portray that she is more like sophisticated and he's more of an oaf, a big argument is like she wants to go sightseeing because she's in literal Italy and all he cares about is finding an American sports bar to watch the game on in Italy on his honeymoon. And that's like not seen as a fireable offense. It's like, oh my God, he's so funny. He wants to find a sports bar. That's so crazy. That's like... I know. I went to Thailand with my sister and her family and so many of the restaurants were like, we serve a full English breakfast. And I was like, you're going to Thailand and you want a full English breakfast? Like you're coming from Australia to go to Thailand for a full English breakfast? <laughs> like that got yeah. me so angry. Yeah, it's really sad. That's con- that's my consultant. That He loves an English breakfast in Thailand. I feel like this is like, this could be like um, a Mitski song almost. Oh my mm. God. Yeah, my consultant boyfriend. Yeah, and it's kind of like, you know, we really, we act like we're so different, but really we're the same because we're both. My consultant boyfriend drinks the the root beer while I look out the window. Yes, exactly. It's like he has a whole other, but at the end, it's like they want the same things. And they're both looking for ways to be happy. He just has a simpler route. Yeah. Well, Mitski, free idea. Consultant boyfriend. Free idea. You might be, maybe you're struggling coming up with new songs and maybe think about your consultant boyfriend that you have. I'm like, I I, I, I kind of, I feel like I really did not um, kind of hit the mark when I was trying to, to sing my consultant boyfriend by Mitski. I'm trying to think what other possible <laughs> well, lyrics I, no, might be. Here's the thing. I know what you mean because it's very much like, he's doing something and she's looking out the window having a yeah. different experience because she's seeing it in a different way like it's right, 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 yeah. right he's like he he's oblivious it's like as he unwinds from a day of work i call my mother yes <laughs> yes wow that's so wow. deep this could be a poem honestly consulting culture has brought us so much i yeah Pretty much agree. I mean, we we wouldn't have billions without it. <laughs> no, we wouldn't have billions. Should maybe Sam and I should get a business therapist. I mean, I do think if consulting wasn't a job, we'd have so many lost men out there. And yeah. I think yeah. it's so beautiful that there's a space for them to go and make a lot of money and feel really mm-hmm. important without like doing much. I agree. I think it's, well, I also think like it's really important to have jobs where you have to give powerpoints because otherwise those people would try to go into the performing arts. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you know what? I would much rather know a consultant than a guy who's a creative director. Unfortunately, same. Like, uh, you know, like uh, someone who at least a consultant knows what's up, you know? Right. And and they don't think they're like a creative director essentially thinks they're an artist. (laughs) You have to like convince them they're not. And it's like, (laughs) just look at look at the data. You're not an artist. Uh, yeah, but, a consultant uh, knows. Yeah. A consultant knows he's he knows what his job is. Yeah, yeah. Well, folks, two consultants. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> I'm having a flight, a flight of beers. <laughs> we raise our flights to you. Um, all right. Well, any final thoughts on on consulting? No, I think we covered it. I think we we've we're the only people who know what consultants do. I 
I mean, I definitely feel I kind of came in thinking I'd be the one doing the mansplaining, but I've actually learned much more than I've taught. I mean, I feel like this is a companion podcast to the show Billions. I think (laughs) people could sort of hit play. This is um, sort of the talking dead of the Billions world where you hit play right after you watch the episode and and just get into what is going on on that show. Oh, my God. You see what Wendy said to Taylor? Um, all right, I think it's time for our final segment. Let's do our final segment. Our final segment's called Shoutouts. And in it, we shout out anything that we are enjoying at all in the style of sort of it's 2001 and you're in Times Square at TRL shouting out to your squad back home. Um, and now I ask the most important question of all. George, do you have one? I will I will do one on the, on the fly. Okay. All right. What's up? my little chicas and chicos out in the ether of the internet that we call home in this day and age. I want to give a quick shout out to uh, a kind of multi-prog shout out to A, Eurovision, which I just watched yesterday. I had the time of my life. I think, you know, you think you're going to outgrow these things. And honey, I just like it more and more every year. You think you're going to go and be like, you know, I can't deal with this right now. Like, this is literally the worst possible songs I've ever heard performed in the worst way I've ever heard. And there are, yeah, 45 of them. But guess what? It got me. Ukraine won. The war is over. And we stand harder than ever before. Second prong of that shout out is a shout out to past guest Lindsay Weber for having her annual Eurovision party where I see people that I only see once a year to watch Eurovision with. The only conversations I've had with many of these people are about Eurovision, and I celebrate that with my whole heart. And then thirdly, I want to give a shout out to specifically Serbia's entry, which is about having a healthy body. And the stage production of it is that this woman washes her hands in a basin while talking about having a healthy body. And then there was a cliffhanger at the end because she's like, but even if you have a healthy body, what if you have a wretched soul? Oh. And then it like becomes dark. And honestly, it's one of the best songs I've ever heard in my entire life. So please go on Google and, and just look up Serbia's Eurovision entry. And also, its chorus is in Latin. <laughs> like the language Latin? It is in the language Latin. Wow. I don't know you can she sing She resurrected it for the sake of Eurovision. Damn. Wow. I've heard of found dead in a ditch, but found alive on Eurovision. (laughs) (laughs) So that's my three-prong shout-out. I love that. Um, Well, I'm going to be completely honest. I am absolutely 100% brain dead. Sarah, do you have one? I do. I do. I thought of it right before we logged on. I was like, oh my god, I don't have a shout-out. But I do have a shout-out. Okay, everyone. What's up? It's Sarah here. And I'm I'm here to shout-out something that not many people know about. And honestly, I don't feel like many people have seen. And it's the movie Avatar. It made (laughs) the most money in the whole world. But... I just started watching it, and I say started watching it maybe a week and a half ago. Every day, every few days, when I'm drinking coffee or like eating uh, a quick meal, I maybe watch 15 minutes of Avatar. I have an hour and 10 minutes left, and it's crazy. First of all, I thought it took place in a computer. It takes place in space. (laughs) I thought Avatar, they go into a computer as the blue people. They don't. That is a race of of being, which is which is so crazy because it's like 
they're digital. <laughs> and it's like, it's so crazy to me that I was supposed to believe these humans don't see these people as digital. Like I can't suspend my disbelief enough. And also I don't, this makes me sound stupid after what I said about billions that I don't understand it, but Avatar is very confusing. It's, it's like a straightforward story, but the details are confusing. Sometimes I don't know what's happening. Sometimes I have to rewind another 15 minutes and then I'm backwards in my Avatar watch. <laughs> and it's like really stressing me out because I just want to finish it. I feel like I know what happens at the end. I think the guy who, spoiler alert, the white guy betrays the blue people. Uh, I think he makes it up to them in the end. Um, I don't know if he does yet. <laughs> How far along are you? <laughs> um, I'm at the part where... Um, like time like I haven't watched it since I watched it in theaters. Giovanni Ribisi, is that his name? Oh, I didn't I didn't remember yeah, he, he was pl in it. He plays a bad guy who's like barely in the movie. And he's okay. like... Because there's like an energy source on Avatar Island or whatever. It's <laughs> uh, is that... That's um, Unobtainium? Or... Sure. Which I, it was like one of those really funny names. It's like you literally named it unobtainium. Yeah. And it's like, like it's hard to obtain. He created a world here with a language. Anyway, he he's like destroy the village. Like we have to make these people leave their land so that we can get unobtainia. And then they uh, and they realize he the white guy um, who's not in any movies, Sam Worthington. Yeah, yeah, he just kind of like he's not in anything. Yeah, but he's it, it, in it's funny. Avatar. We, yeah, we froze that moment in time. Like at the time, he was an ascending actor, and now we have to like see him in the sequel, and it's like, well, you're not, you're you're over. Like, yeah, it's we decided over. we're not doing this. Uh, Zoe Saldana is like, you betrayed me, and I recognize the scene from seeing it on Instagram and and uh, Twitter all the time because there's a scene that shows them doing it without the CGI and they're just like in a green screen in these suits with like these cameras on their faces and she's like acting her ass off. So shout out to Zoe Saldana for that. Agreed. Yeah, huge. I don't know if I like Avatar. <laughs> I don't <laughs> That's think... That's a great it... note to end on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah. know. But you know what? I'm watching it and I'm learning and no one wants to talk about it with me because they're over it. Well, it's been a decade. <laughs> I assure you when the sequel comes out, people are, there's going to be a lot of rehashing old yeah. debates. And Sigourney Weaver's in it. That's great. I love yeah. her. We I mean, the Sigourney. second one, I'm going to be there in theaters. You know, I'm going to get some merch, I think. Oh I cannot God. believe that this movie is having a sequel so long after the first one came out. It's crazy. And there's going to be five of them? Or it's like, it's it's absolutely insane. Five? Yeah, I think <laughs> I think literally five. <laughs> what could possibly happen? I have no idea, but I'm, it's going to be good or something. I'm so it's excited. It's going to be <laughs> art pop. Um, okay, I'll, I have a... <laughs> What's up, everybody? This is my shout out. Welcome to it. Hi and hello. I would like to give a shout out to um, Expensive Juices. Mm. Yes, yes, I'm talking somewhere between the $8 and $12 range for that little, little bottle of juice. Ooh, baby, if you can get one with some ginger and carrot and, uh. and maybe even a little lemon. Hey, as long as it burns and clears up my nose, I feel incredible. 
I'm having allergies for the first time in my life, which is amazing. And I feel like I'm part of a community of people with allergies and we can sort of complain about pollen as one. And um, with that, I've now started having juice because I gotta, I gotta have something that feels something like medicine. And money, ooh baby, it's meant to be spent, and I am gonna spend it on expensive juices. Woo! Yeah, yes, woo! yes, yeah. I totally agree. Uh, I, love I started that. drinking them too, and it's you just feel good. Fun. They are so satisfying. I I had to kind of scale it back when I lived in California, especially where like the only culture they have is juices. I really, I almost signed up for a thing where you like pay a monthly fee and get them like delivered. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I can't do this. <laughs> wow. I love that. Whew. Well, well, Sarah, it, this has been incredible. Thanks been so incredible. much for doing the pod. Thank you so much. I was really nervous because I think you guys are so funny. Oh, so um, my gosh. I, I know that I sound like a, a fake saying that. Like, it sounds like I'm kissing your ass. But truly, I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to go on Stradio. And what if I can't? What if I can't do it? But you guys <laughs> made me feel really good. I would say. So welcoming. You know, you really, you led the way. Mm -hmm. You defined what the episode was. You were mm -hmm. a leader rather than a follower, which is difficult for a guest sometimes. Mm -hmm. And honestly, you taught me what consulting is. <laughs> It's yeah. crazy that we all learned what consulting is from each other. Yeah. yeah. The power of consulting, it turns out, is friendship. Yeah. <laughs> Keep yeah. calm and straighty on. I'm Sarah Haggy. <laughs> Woo! Wow. Well, that's a perfect ending. Mm -hmm.